listening to me, kitty. Look at me. Look at me. You're not going to fucking like this, okay? I told you. You keep trying to smell it as if you fucking want it, but you're not going to want it, okay? Look. See that? You don't like... Okay, sorry. Welcome to the... (laughs) Welcome to the Toon Junkies podcast. My name is Chris. I was trying to talk to my cat here, right? Um, He... So, listen, we're just going to jump right into it. I bought, I impulse bought some garbage on my way home from work um, because I was feeling sad. Um, And (laughs) it's the uh, Crunchy Cookie M&M's, okay? Listen, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that, you know, you should go out and buy these things. But I'm just looking for, what's the word, Um, some, some backup. Tell me that these things aren't just fucking leftover crunchy ones. You know what I mean? You know the crispy ones that just have like the... Is it pretzel inside of them? I don't know. It's got the little orange guy, right? They the, the just taste like that. I feel like these are just the bad ones that didn't make the cut for the the crispy bags. So these ones are all deformed and tiny. They're fucking tiny too. I thought they were going to be like, you know. Well, I guess that's kind of on me to assume that they would be like peanut M&M size. But yeah, they're just fucking... Can you hear that? Crunch, crunch, crunch. But yeah, they're... I don't know. I'm pretty... They said cookie. I'm a fucking sucker for cookie-flavored things, right? And I am just fucking 0 for 2 trying these new things, man. Just... I don't know. Kitty was all up on it, trying to think that he was gonna want some. You don't fucking want none of this. I know you don't. So, so, so curious. But anyways, listener, yeah, I did say that I bought these because I was sad. And there's a reason for that because today is the five year, is it, is anniversary the right word? Do you use the word anniversary when it comes to somebody dying? Is what, what word do you, it, it can't be anniversary. Anniversary is too like celebratory, right? What do you, what do we use? I don't know. Anyways, five years ago today, as of this recording, Chris Cornell um, left this earthly realm, right? Um, and I don't know where you were, but I can tell you where I was. I was uh, getting ready to take my then annual trip to Columbus, Ohio to splurge for three to four days um, at a music festival formerly known as Rock on the Range, uh, f- fucking, was it, is it three years ago now? 2019, 20, yeah, three years ago now, uh, the last time it was called Sonic Temple, but then COVID shut it down for a couple years, and then they were doing renovations on the stadium, so we just haven't been back, <sighs> and I've been just all kinds of heartbroken today, you know, just, I don't have my annual festival, that I normally go to, I ain't got no goddamn Chris Cornell, and it's just, it's, it's just got me in a funk, man, and I don't know if you're, you were big into Chris Cornell, or, uh, Soundgarden, or Audio Slave, or Temple of the Dog, any, or any of his solo stuff, you know, just, he was a, a man of many talents, right, so today, <clears throat> I just want to talk about, a little bit of I I don't I'm not gonna make this one go too long because I mean maybe you're as emo and depressed as I am normally but I it's probably for the your it's probably best for you not to force yourself into listening to something for an hour that's just boohoo you know like there are people possibly within arm's reach of you right now that wake up in the morning and the first thing they do is they put on movements right it's like they're not even trying to have a good day you know they're just they're just forcing themselves into a corner of depression right i i get chris that's not how depression works i know person listener i know that's not how it works but you have to give yourself a fucking chance to try and have a uh, a steady flow of serotonin and dopamine in your day. You can't just go straight into fucking woe is me, right? Not not the not the band. Just is woe is me as a band, right? That's I said that correctly. I wasn't 
Now, did woe is me? Is that a... No, not... What the fuck? What are you doing, Google? I have to double check myself in real time. Yeah, it is a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but do you think they got their name from... Who cares? I don't even care about woe is me. I have never once... I shouldn't say never once listened to that band. I have, I know of them, but I have never once been like, oh, you know what sounds good right now? Woe is me. Sorry if you like that band. I couldn't name one song. I don't even know if they're good. I don't. I just know their name. Um, I know they're in the metalcore scene, but whatever. But yeah, um, we're going to keep this uh, relatively uh, short just because I've spent all day fucking <sighs> sulking and poor me and I wish I had a festival to go to. It's whatever. You know, it's fine. You know, sometimes you just got to take a break from things. I I went, how many years in a row? 2013, and then 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. Right? I think that's how it went. Um, But yeah, so, yeah, I guess it's time. I mean, I don't want to take a break. I really do enjoy those week-long just... Son, the the fucking week long assaults on my eardrums of just loud music and extracurriculars and you know liquid courage that's insanely overpriced but you know whatever that's why you gotta get there early to pregame so you don't have to spend a thousand dollars in house uh, or you find those uh the, I shouldn't say sketchy people, but the real the real risk takers in life are the ones that uh I can't tell you how many times I was just baffled, shocked, and amused at the ingenuity of the common man. Right? Uh, so many times I would be in inside. I'm I'm in uh, talking about Rock on the Range, Sonic Temple, whatever you want to call it. Um, at the it's had many names, but I know it is Mayfree Stadium. I don't know if that's still the name of it anymore, but uh, so many times I'd go, I'd be inside, you know, drinking my beer, or whatever, um, and I would see somebody in the crowd remove something from their person, right? Which I would then see is some, <laughs> it's some kind of container for alcohol. Like I saw so many people pull fucking, um, like they're like plastic but not like fucking Mountain Dew bottle plastic I'm talking like flimsy bag plastic but they're like canteens but they would just fill them with booze and then they would put them in their tits yes it's I mean it's it's normally women but I'm pretty sure I, I saw a fat man once pull something out from his under boob which I can't imagine would have been good because I mean one it's the third week of May in Columbus, and it is always hot. Well, not, I mean, it's hot, but, I mean, we had fucking super bad um, luck with getting storms every fucking weekend, getting kicked out of the venue for uh, bad weather. But anyways, I can't imagine any kind of liquor or alcohol would be good <laughs> having been cooked under the sun while also being like uh <laughs> warmed by your body heat I, ugh. I don't know I'm just I I'm not into that but I I just I miss it man I miss I miss the the I mean I know part of me is always like well Chris you could have the connections that you get there here in your normal everyday life but I don't want that here. I want that in the in in the the, the 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 confines of the stadium, in the the festival, the venue, wherever it is. This cluster of humans, all here to enjoy the same thing, even though we all come from different walks of life. Oh, I love it. Have you guys ever seen that video? I think it's from a Green Day concert. Um, where the, I think it's either before Green Day comes on or it's like during some intermission that they had where they were playing a Bohemian Rhapsody over the loudspeakers and just watching fucking 30,000, 40,000 humans. That's a estimate. I have no idea how many people were there. It might've been a lot more, but just seeing an, uh, a huge plethora 
of humans singing along to the same song like I don't know there's something there's something that gets me choked up about it I remember one year at uh I think it was the year after Chester died um I was at Rock on the Range and they played a Linkin Park song and it was one of the it was before the second to last headliner and I remember um when it gets nighttime uh everybody instead of doing lighters lighters aren't a fucking thing anymore nobody nobody has them or there's I don't know what the deal is but everybody is more apt to pull out their phone and turn on their flashlight for you know the like um ballad type things but I remember Linkin Park came on during this intermission between bands and the entire stadium was singing along and it's probably one of the most magical things that I've ever experienced. Like that's why I love listening to live albums so much is because I love like even though I'm not there in person, I can hear and I can feel what's happening in person, right? <laughs> Via the recording and it just gives me goosebumps and sometimes not sometimes 75% of the time it makes me like tear up like I know there's one song or uh what fucking album is it by Alter Bridge um I remember I was working at one of my old jobs and I'd never I'd never listened to their excuse me you know, the, the sniffles because I was sneezing earlier um let's see if I can oh yeah it's a uh, Alter Bridge live at the Royal Albert Hall. So, um, that's, uh, it was them, Alter Bridge with like an orchestra. Fantastic. I would be remiss if I didn't actually give you their name. It's the Parallax Orchestra, right? Um, but I remember I was working at one of my old jobs and I just had it on shuffle, right? Uh, I think it was using Spotify at the time and like Spotify is pretty good at knowing what you like. Um, but it played this this live version of um it's a trans it's like a mashup of two songs uh wonderful life i think yeah wonderful life and um watch over you right watch over you is one of my favorite alter bridge songs and it came on and i didn't know the first the first song um but once it got into watch over you bro he lets he um oh no what's his name oh no why can't i remember his name miles kennedy there we go we got it miles lets the crowd sing and bro that fucking that destroys me every time whenever whenever the crowd sings the words bro i remember i was crying listen to this and like some one of my co-workers came over and was like are you okay and i'm like yeah you know yeah we're yeah i'm fine it's uh uh it's uh allergies <laughs> just just feeding this person bullshit because i'm like i what what am i gonna do explain explain oh i'm listening to a song and it made me cry like why so they can be like oh this kid is unstable we should uh we should tell hr no i'm not gonna do that okay i will bear this cross by myself but no you should uh definitely listen to uh I mean, if you're into Alter Bridge, absolutely listen to that entire album. But if you're not an Alter Bridge fan, just check out that one song, Wonderful Life slash Watch Over You. I think it is the, I'm looking at the album right now, it's track 17 on the on the the album, right? Ugh. But I don't know, man, live albums, it's just, I think I read somewhere not too long ago that there's like a term for being uh, hypersensitive to music like that when you get goosebumps or goose pimples or whatever. I hate the term goose pimples. That sounds disgusting. Um, Whenever you get goosebumps um, from listening to like a song or something, there's like a real term for that and there's like a real... uh, 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 Damn it. (laughs) There's a real... Like, I don't want to say condition... But that's basically what it is, because it's not something that everybody has, everybody experiences, right? So, I think in that sense, it is a condition. But um, let me see if I can Google it real quick. Hold on. 
Okay, so update. I wasn't able to find the word that I thought I was looking for, but I did find the article that was talking about um, the study that was done. Um, a study was conducted by a former Harvard undergraduate named Matthew Sachs, and it has shown that those who get chills and goosebumps while listening to music may have a different brain structure than those who do not get any goosebumps while listening to music. The study entitled Brain Connectivity Reflects Human Aesthetic Responses to Music was published on Oxford Academic. It states that those who experience chills and goosebumps while listening to music have a denser volume of fibers that connect their auditory cortex to the areas of their brain that process emotion. Um, that study would suggest that the denser fiber in the brain means that the auditory and emotion processing areas of the brain of those who get chills are better able to communicate with each other. Thus, the stronger reaction they have to what is called musical stimuli. Sachs also concluded in his study that those who get the chills have a higher tendency to experience more intense emotions than those people who do not feel anything while listening to music. Which b -b -b baffles me. Uh, I'm always... I get super judgy and like super just, I get so curious when I meet someone who's like, yeah, I don't, I don't really listen to music. Bro, what? What do you fucking do then? What do you, what do you, how do you, how do you get through your day? What do you do at work? Do you work like in a factory? Do you work retail or something? How do you not listen to music? I mean, I get it. There, <laughs> there are plenty of things that people do that I don't do that, or, you know, vice versa. People look at me like, you collect vinyl records and don't even listen to them? Why do you do that? I don't know. Okay. I mean, I do know. Um, it's, it's essentially, it was this thing I started because in case I were to meet a, an untimely demise, right? In this way, there was like a thing that I could pass on to someone right just be like oh hey i did exist but also that's kind of what the podcast is for to uh uh solidify my existence for you know the rest of time i did exist you know that's a that's a cool thing that you get to do with the internet now is you can you can uh ensure that the world can prove that you did in fact exist um but uh what was it oh yeah the music um <laughs> so basically, um, I'm just, not only do I have hypersensitive skin, my fucking ears and brain are apparently hypersensitive as well. Um, so that's fun. Um, what I would like to do, um, just in remembrance of a man that I idolized, I'd like to share with you just a, a couple songs that I really, uh, that really spoke to me like growing up just ones that really cemented uh chris as a staple in my musical upbringing is it upbringing or is it, no i would just say musical taste like he's one of the people that i always really respected i always was super interested in anything he did because he was as I've said on the podcast before, I am super attracted to very uh, unique vocals, right? And Chris Cornell had a very unique style, right? Um, but also, it wasn't just that. It was his his songwriting, um, the guitar, his, how he played guitar. Not, not to say that I know anything about playing guitar, but he had a very um, unique uh, style, right? He the way that music processed in his brain and how he was able to uh, transfer it from thought to physicality, I always, I was just always amazed by. So, um, I uh, let's again, we're gonna keep this short. So let's uh, let's just jump right into it, shall we? I think probably one of my favorite. I don't. I shouldn't say think. I know. <laughs> I know. As long as my favorite. Um, one of my favorite uh, songs that Chris Cornell wrote was a song called Be Yourself and that was from his 2005 album for Audio Slave um Audio Slave other than their fucking super awesome name um man he's just he was so great with uh naming things that's part of the reason why like that was part of the inspiration for Tune Junkies was my my love for Chris Cornell and how he named all of his bands something fucking awesome 
Sound Garden, Audio Slave, Tune Junkies. That's that's where I got it from. I got it from Chris. Um, but the song "Be Yourself," um, I uh, I love that song so much because at the end of the day, as as the song will tell you, to be yourself is all that you can do, right? Um, the song was written from experiences uh, from Chris's own life, and he is quoted as saying, the be yourself part really just came from a lot of things that I've gone through in my life, and a lot of different changes, and all the different tragedies, and all the horrendously stupid mistakes I've made in my personal life, and wanting to be able to make up for those things, and wanting to be able to not be ashamed, and all that stuff. You know, that's the one thing about getting older that's better and this song kind of says it so simply to a degree that 10 years ago I would have been embarrassed to put in a song because it's so simple. But there it is. To be yourself is all that you can do, right? Like being someone else is just, I don't even, I don't even have to explain it, right? To be yourself is all that you can do. One of the things I really liked about this song is that it's just the juxtaposition between, for example, in the the very at the very opening of the song, the first verse, he says, uh, "Someone gets excited in a chapel yard, catches a bouquet, another lays a dozen white roses on a grave." Right. So it's like the same place, you know, in the same time, but both but these people are experiencing very different ends of the spectrum. Right. Life is just it just is what it is. Like there's gonna be good. And there's gonna be bad. That's just how it goes. And you just kind of have to, you know, accept it, you know? And uh, once again, to be yourself is all that you can do, right? I really like um, the, the the bridge always made me kind of like, always kind of made me choke up. I, I, I tend to try and sing every, all these fucking songs, right? But there are some songs that just... They hit me so intensely, as you know, we just found out earlier, that it's hard for me to get out because it just makes me want to like cry. But like in the bridge, he says, and even when you've paid enough, been pulled apart or been held up, every single memory of the good or bad faces of luck, don't lose any sleep tonight. I'm sure everything will end up all right. You may win or lose, but to be yourself is all that you can do. To be yourself is all that you can do. And that's, <laughs> it's so, as, as Chris stated, it's so simple, but yet it's, that's really, that's really all it is. That's all, that's all you have to do. Ah, oh, Chris, I miss you. Moving right along. Let's, let's go back to, uh, the early nineties and to, uh, the year that Pulp Fiction and The Lion King came out. I'm pretty sure I should probably should have double checked that before I said that. Um, one second. I was right. 1994. So, 1994, uh, an album by Soundgarden dropped called, uh, Super Unknown, right? And one of my favorite songs from that record, there are so many songs, but the one that I've always really, really enjoyed was The Day I Tried to Live, right? Um, a song that I think a lot of people would suspect is like a suicide note song right it's not um a lot of people i think you know they just they love drama and they perhaps they're just projecting i don't know i don't know their lives but uh chris is stated as saying um in uh reference to the lyrics of the day i tried to live it's about trying to step out of being patterned and closed off and reclusive, which I've always had a problem with. It's about attempting to be normal and just go out and be around other people and hang out. I have a tendency to sometimes be pretty closed off and not see people for long periods of time and not call anyone. Sounds familiar. Um, it's actually, in a way, a hopeful song, especially the lines, One more time around might do it which is basically saying, I tried today to understand and belong and get along with other people, and I failed. But I'll probably try again tomorrow. A lot of people misinterpreted that song as a suicide note song, taking the word live too literally. The day I tried to live means more like the day I actually tried to open up myself and experience everything that's going on around me as opposed to blowing it all off and hiding in a cave. 
oh Chris I connect with you on so many so many levels um, but yeah I I've always I've always really loved the it's also I really like the buildup between the verses into the chorus it's very mellow the I always felt like the verses were were uh this is how i envision it right everybody listens to a song and you kind of i shouldn't say everybody who knows what people's brains are doing when they're listening to music my brain either because i don't watch music videos like i never really got into music videos i was kind of into them in like early 2000s back when mtv still played music videos but that was like the only place i watched them or if somebody like a new song came out and everybody at school was talking about it. Um, then I'd rush to YouTube and watch the video. Like I remember um, the music video for Vermilion Part 3 was a big fucking deal. Um, right? Because it was, oh, it's so creepy, but the music's so mellow and calming. Like blah, blah, blah. That I watched, but I don't really watch a lot of music videos. So what my brain does, because it's so fantastical, um, it will either make up something entirely just a complete fiction or i will pull excerpts from my life like real things that have happened i will use that as you know a a, a template and depending on the uh the premise of the song i will either make uh make shit up that hasn't happened or i will pull shit that has happened and form essentially my own music video for the song that applies directly to me right so for this song i always envisioned chris was like talking to himself in like a bathroom like looking into the mirror and then the end of the chorus he was just like outside running riding his bike or doing something very very energetic you know very forceful um and that's always how i've envisioned this song and i would suggest that not just listening to this song go listen to the entirety of super unknown that what a staple what a staple album for the 90s like you can't get more iconic than that record by soundgarden you'd be doing yourself a favor let me tell you um but yeah let's 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 move on to another one this next one we're gonna rewind even more uh, a couple years to uh the fantastic year of 1991 um, let's jump into Temple of the Dog, which was a one-album project conceived in 1990. The purpose of Temple of the Dog was to pay tribute to the late Andrew Wood, the lead singer of Mother Love Bone, who died of a heroin overdose in 1990. Following his death, Mother Love Bone broke up, but Wood's bandmates Jeff Ament and Stone Gossard decided to continue working together. Before Ament and Gossard formed a new band, they assembled Temple of the Dog, recruiting Chris Cornell and Matt Cameron from Soundgarden to form the core of the group. Temple of the Dog also featured contrib- con- Jesus. contributions from then-unknown vocalist Eddie Vedder and guitarist Mike McCready. Temple of the Dog recorded their eponymous album in 1990, releasing it at the end of the year on A&M Records. The album received positive reviews upon its release, but didn't chart until the summer of 1992 when Pearl Jam, um, a band Ament, Gossard, Vetter, McCready, and drummer Dave Cruson formed in late 1990 after the completion of the Temple of the Dog album, had a top 10 album with their debut record, 10. Um, following the success of 10, A&M re-released Hunger Strike, which was a duet between Vetter and Cornell as a video and single, and the album quickly scaled the charts, reaching the top 10 and going platinum before the end of 1992. Over the next two decades, Temple of the Dog remained a one-off, although Chris Cornell occasionally joined Pearl Jam on stage to perform Hunger Strike. When the Temple of the Dog album reached its 25th anniversary in 2016, the band reissued it in a double-disc deluxe edition and embarked on their first ever tour that is fantastic right um unfortunately i never got to see any of that because i was but a wee lad um i've never seen pearl jam um i'd love i'd love to um i know (laughs) uh one thing i've noticed is a lot of the uh gen z kids make fun of the uh very unique voices one of which is eddie vetter um yeah i get it 
it was weird when I first heard it too, okay? Yellow Lead Better. I've been listening to that song for like 20 years and I still don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck he's saying. But you know what? I like it, okay? I guess I could always look up the lyrics and learn it that way. But what's the fun in that? But anyways, the song that from Temple of the Dog that I would really love for you to listen to because I think it's in some way or another applicable to almost everyone it's the song say hello to heaven chris uh cornell wrote that to his then roommate andrew wood of mother love bone who as we just mentioned died of a heroin overdose right i think this song not only is it really just you can really hear the pain and like the frustration in his in chris's vocals right um but i i I, I think we've all experienced a little bit of loss, whether it's a, you know, an overdose situation, um, which is super tragic. Um, and I would, I would, I would advocate for you to look up, um, I, my neighbor the other day just let me know that our local jail gives away, um, fuck, what's that? What's that, uh, that overdose medication? Oh, it's right here. Hold on. Narcan. It's a uh, Narcan. It's a. Uh, this one is just a. Uh, it says Overdose Lifeline Incorporated Overdose Reversal Intranasal Naloxin Kit. Uh, intranasal, ladies and gentlemen, that means you stick it in your nose. Okay, that's pretty neat. Um, I'm not suggesting that you do drugs, but I think that if you associate with people who are users right? It's just in your best interest to, you know, look into this. I'm not saying you shouldn't do drugs. I'm not saying you should, but if you're going to do it, at least be safe. And, you know, accidents happen and there's a lot of fucking scumbags out there who, uh, like to lace shit when they don't fucking need to. Listen, I came here because you have something that I want. Why are you trying, why are you trying to fuck that up? Just, just give me the thing that I want. Oh, well, I might get you more days. I'm going to come back. Okay. You putting shit in, it's just going to make it less likely that you get a return customer, especially if you fuck me up. Ugh. Rest in peace, Mac Miller. I'm glad that dude got sentenced to a bunch of time. Did you hear that? Did you see that the guy who was uh, the dealer who sold Mac, that fentanyl lace stuff? I think he got 17 years. I think that's the number. I could be wrong, but I mean, that still seems like a, a short amount of time for killing somebody, you know? Granted, it was inadvertent. He didn't mean to kill him, but still, you fucking, you tampered with the drugs. You can't do that. Listen, I'm not saying you can't sell drugs, okay? If you, if that's how you're making your living, you gotta do what you gotta do. I get that, okay? Times be, times are hard, but don't, don't fucking, don't mess with shit. Ah, jeez, that's <sighs> tragic. Anyways, I really think the, uh, the lyrics in the Say Hello to Heaven are just, yeah, <laughs> they're kind of upsetting. Real honestly, they're kind of upsetting. And I, it, it's right at the beginning. It's the the fucking first verse, right? Yeah, uh, please, Mother Mercy, take me from this place and the long winded curses I hear in my head. The words never listen, and teachers, oh, they never learn. My warmth from the candle, though I feel too cold to burn. He come from an island, and then he died from the street. And here it is. And he hurt so bad, like a soul breaking, but he never said nothing to me. That fucking... It's so upsetting, right? Because I feel like that's how it always goes. When when you lose someone to something like this, whether it's... Well, not that overdosing is, an inten is always an intentional thing, but... Most of the time, people overdose because they have to take... Eh, I shouldn't say most of the time. But sometimes people take... They overdose because they have to take more drugs because they still feel bad and they're trying to get away from the pain that they have, right? <sighs> but they never say anything to anybody. They're just like, oh, this is the thing that works and I don't have to talk to anybody. No, you get, you gotta fucking talk to people, man. You gotta do it. You gotta. <clears throat> you fucking... <sighs> crushes me but like you know you just these are the things that you listen to and you just can kind of piece together the life that somebody has right and you just hear all this tragedy ugh, heartbreak and just constant over and over 
I'm not saying that I understand why Chris did what he did. But, you know, there's a he had a lot of bad cards. Oh, but he was rich and famous. That doesn't mean anything. We should all know by now that fame and fortune doesn't make you happy. We've seen too many, too many fucking stars off themselves just because like oh but they've got money yeah but money doesn't buy happiness it can help you buy things that will make you happy for a little bit right everybody likes buying new clothes but the the dopamine from that only lasts what till you get home (laughs) right it doesn't last long that's not a permanent fix it's just a fucking it's like you took a fucking bump right you oh you've got your high for fucking 30 minutes and then it's gonna go away and you're gonna feel just as bad as you did before so now you got to go back and do it again. No, 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 no. That's, that's, that's the slippery slope right there. You got to, you got to fix the thing. You got to work at the thing that's causing the issue, right? What was that? I was watching, I've been watching the Lincoln lawyer, right? It's nothing what I was expecting, right? I, I thought it was going to have something directly tied to the Matthew McConaughey movie. I think they're both inspired off the same books, right from what i've learned that it's a book series um the movie was just like one story because i think it's a multiple books but anyways that's beside the point um i've been watching that series and uh one of the characters in there is a drug addict well the main character is also a drug addict so there's lots of like aa na um that's alcoholics anonymous and narcotics anonymous for those who don't know um references right they go to meetings and stuff and the One of the characters says something that I really loved. You can't recover until you know what you're recovering from. And God damn it. God damn it. Is that true? Listen, you can't fix a problem unless you know what the problem is. Right? That makes sense. So don't, don't go. Oh no. (laughs) I'm going to do it anyway. Don't go chasing waterfalls. Stick to the rivers and lakes that you're used to. Right? There you go. I, I don't know if that applies, but that was, then as soon as I said, don't go, it TLC took over. So, but yeah, you know, sometimes self-improvement is a real fucking pain in the ass, but it's for the better. Oh, that's right. I got my account restricted today. Oh man. So I was reminiscing in one of my groups about, uh, Sonic Temple, Rock in the Range, right? And because the the stadium has been having construction done and what this and that and everything's, you know, pandemic, there's been rumors that, you know, it's going to move to a different location, right? Well, the city of Columbus really loves having that festival there because it brings 70,000 people into the city and we get 70,000 people to spend their money in the city, right? Um, so they like that there, but... Um, They're also talking about possibly going to a new venue that has more space and stuff like that. Things that would be, would be more accommodating, but whatever. Um, So I, I had shared this post that, oh, you know, I miss Columbus. Like I, I had shared something. I met, um, I met Dave Grohl one of the years uh, at the, the, at Sonic Temple in 2019. What a fucking, what a, what a time that was. Um. The festival, not just meeting Dave Grohl. The meeting Dave Grohl thing was a fucking... That was a cherry on top, right? But, I don't know. Um, So I was reminiscing and somebody was like, oh, one of the admins was like, hey, you should sign the petition that we've got in Columbus that says, hey, keep this festival here. And I jokingly said, I will burn Ohio to the ground if they don't keep this there. I was like, obviously I'll remove Chappelle first, but other than that, an obvious joke, right? Facebook didn't like it. They say you can't threaten you can't threaten a whole state. And then I got shadow banned from all groups. Just groups though. Like I, I can post normally, but I don't know. It's it's weird. I mean I get it. You gotta <laughs> you gotta watch what you say, but whatever, dude. Fucking it was obviously a joke. But anyways, say hello to heaven. Go listen to that entire t- uh, Temple of the Dog album. That's it's fantastic. It's and also um, I'll be honest, I didn't know that Eddie Vedder on that album was unknown at that point. Like, I, by the time I got around to knowing about, you know, Temple of the Dog, it was fucking 1998, and I absolutely knew who Eddie Vedder was, right? You know, Pearl Jam was super famous by that time. So I was like, oh yeah, I didn't know until this recording that Eddie was 
uh, a fucking nobody when he was when he recorded on that that record. So that's pretty that's pretty fun. Um, but yeah, let's let's wrap this up. The last the very last thing I want to show you I want to talk to you about is Chris Cornell's last um, uh, solo album that he put out um, while he was alive. There's another one that came out in twenty. 20 uh no one sings like you anymore um but that's just that's just not what i'm about right uh so in 2015 chris released uh his solo album called higher truth (sighs) listener it's probably one of the greatest fucking albums i've ever listened to granted it there's a lot of emotional stuff in this album as there always is with chris he's a very emotional guy right as you as you can hear you know he had his struggles so he's he had some a deep well of emotion that he could pull from and he was he's able to write some really fucking sad shit you know not necessarily just sad but you know he's he has the full range as a normal person does but one of the it's going to be hard for me to try and pick one fucking song off this uh off this album but let's let me go with uh, Worried Moon. Let's, there are so many songs on this album that I could pick from, but I'm going to go with Worried Moon, mainly because I like the story, right? I like the idea that Chris is talking to the moon. <laughs> I love that idea. Um, just uh, finding solace and comfort in the moon that's always there no matter where he's at in life um in in the story of the song there's there's a relationship that goes awry presumably through the text of the song um and it, it goes wrong there's heartbreak there's fallout and then there's you know time goes on and as the old adage goes time heals all wounds right and at the end of the song he's talking about how the moon might not know who he is anymore because he's grown past the person that you know he once was which I really like and um not that I don't know this is one of those songs that has it really leans into I shouldn't say really leans into it it has a component which some might say was like oh it's a uh <laughs> indicative of uh, you know future events and by that I mean there's a lyric um in this song that one could I mean this song and several other songs where it's suggesting um what does he say maybe you can talk me out of doing myself in right there's always that's a concept that's not new to Chris right that's a theme that comes up it has come up several times in his music um you know the uh the option of being able to clock you know punch your own ticket but I don't know. I really, I really enjoy this song, um, ma- mainly because I'm a big fan of the moon. <laughs> but no, I, I, I think the, the, not necessarily lesson because it's not, you know, it's not, it's not a fucking class. But I enjoy the gentle reminder that things are often bad in the moment, but that's all they are. They are just moments, you know. To quote John Mayer once again, it's just a phase, it's not forever. Yeah, it may take a month, two months, maybe even a year, right? But it's not forever. That's just how time goes, right? It's, uh, what is it? Uh, uh, Nothing is forever, the proof is in the past, right? So, um, uh, honorable, I shouldn't say honorable mentions, because otherwise I'm going to name every fucking song on that album. But, I think my favorite song off of um, Higher Truth, which is the the album that I was just referencing, Worried Moon. Maybe I didn't say that before, but I can't remember. Um, honestly, okay. I'm going to say two more, okay? Murderer of Blue Skies, fantastic song. Fuck. Uh, uh, still two more. Circling and um, let's go with... Oh, where'd it go? Only These Words. Only These Words holds a very special place in my heart. Um, and I will love that song forever. But, like I said, I was trying to keep this short, but it looks like we're already at 45 minutes. So, 
let's uh let's get out of here, right? I I've I've given you some recommendations on my Lord and Savior Chris Cornell, um, and I hope that you look into him. Whether maybe you don't like Soundgarden, maybe you should check out Audio Slave. Maybe you don't like Audio Slave, maybe you check out his solo stuff. Maybe you don't like his solo stuff, check out Temple of the Dog. I don't know, plenty to choose from. Okay. Um, he did a Prince cover. Um, he did a Michael uh, Michael Jackson cover. He did Billie Jean. Uh, Prince was nothing compares to you. He's he done a couple covers, but that's just stuff he does in like on his solo things, right? Um, he, well, he had a couple solo albums. There was a Higher Truth, which was the first one that I ever really looked into. Um, but hold on, let me see if I can. There's a Carry On from 2007, Euphoria Morning 1999, which I think was his first solo record. Scream in 2009, Higher Truth 2015, and then the uh, posthumous album that they released uh, 2020 is No One Sings Like You Anymore, Um, which uh, I would partially agree, but I also think Richie Kotzen has a pretty, pretty similar voice, so... Soundgarden. Hey Kim Thale, if you uh if you don't do any more with um Oh no. What was a Oh, uh Third Secret. Third Secret. Yeah. So if that if you don't do any more with that and you want to pick Soundgarden up again, I would suggest Richie Kotzen, uh formerly of Poison, I believe, but yeah, he's he's got a very unique voice 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 just like Chris does and I'd say they're pretty similar. But yeah, that's um we're going to end it on that. Chris, I love you and I miss you. <sighs> but thankfully, you recorded a bunch of music that I can enjoy for the rest of my time here on this earth, and for that I will always be eternally grateful. Um oh, check out The Keeper. The Keeper is a fantastic song. I can't believe I didn't think about that. Um But Chris, what have you been listening to? Um well, you know, a lot of Silverstein. I've been going through a Silverstein phase again. I don't know. Um, Stevie Wonder, uh, the Gap Band. Um, I forget. I think recently I brought up the the. Oh yeah, it was with the early. Um, you dropped a bomb on me. That's the Gap Band. I can never remember their name, but the Gap Band is awesome. Um, check out uh, some Yeba. I've been listening to some Yeba. Um, Alexis on fire. Um, her. You know, just, you know, the good stuff, as always. There was one more that I wanted to... Oh, yeah, so I don't... I found this dude on TikTok. His name is... I don't really know how to say it, but it's J-E-V period. It could be Yev, could be Jev. I have no idea. But check out his... uh, The A-I-T-D demo. Bro, this shit is fucking... It's so, like... It's trap, and it's heavy, and it's dark... But it's kind of fucking groovy. I don't know. It's da 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 da. I'm not gonna. Well, you know what? I'll play you a little fucking snippet of it. So here we go. Check this out. Okay, yeah, coming nigga on the high I wasn't easy. I was only at the side. I wasn't trapping at the busy at the chum bucket. Yeah, he said chum bucket. <laughs> but yeah, dude, just that that huge fucking bass and the. I don't know. His like vocal delivery is kind of creepy and i'm really for it it kind of makes me think of the some some three six some like horror rap horror core i think they go by but fuck yeah hell and uh i think it was some fang club and the deer hunter i uh what was it king of swords reversed love it um but yeah that's what i've been listening to lately you know the drill find us and follow us on facebook and instagram at toon junkies podcast i'm not entirely sure how I think I think I'm overdue for I know I keep saying that but <laughs> I have a few things I have to get done first uh at, I'm already on a fucking band today so this that may be the nail in the coffin that makes me uh uh dip so we'll see follow us on Instagram for sure and then um who knows maybe I'll have to move over to Twitter I don't fucking know you guys okay we're all just shooting from the hip over here okay <laughs> me and Kitty we're just we're just guessing, guys. We're just guessing. So, um, yeah. Uh, if you'd like to reach me, if you'd like to follow me personally, you can leave me alone. But if you must be involved in my life, you can follow me on Instagram at Chris and Kitty, or on. <laughs> I didn't mean to sound so ex- exhausted right there, but I don't know. I think the 
I, I, I went eight. Okay, there was a break in here. You're not gonna know when it happened, but there was a, there was like a two hour break I took, and I went and ate a bunch of food, and now my belly's full. And I don't know if this happens to you, but when my belly's full, it kind of affects my asthma. <sighs> it makes it a little more difficult to breathe. So excuse me for being a little, uh, not I shouldn't say exhausted, exasperated. Is that is that the correct thing? Who cares? It's my show. I can say whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, you can, uh, on TikTok at datboypit6. So with that, uh, I don't know. Enjoy some, some of the musical stylings of Chris Cornell. Not exactly right now because I can't play any of his music, but in your own free time. So with that, have a wonderful time. (laughs) That made me think of the, the exit to, what is it? Family guy. Bye. Have a wonderful time. (laughs) I have to leave, you guys, okay? I'll see you on the next episode. Laters!